Hey, Casey, are you there? I am here. Ah, awesome. Okay, <laughs> so today we're going to go through a bunch of dietary shit. Mainly, though, it's uh, health regulations and womanly discharges. Yeah, we're um, actually not going to talk about dietary stuff this week. No, but it is in the set. Well, I know when we started off, we were like, oh, this is dietary shit. And health, then it's really health and dietary. Health and dietary. It's just that health is first. Yes. Okay. So f- as far as health regulations, we're going to talk about the leprosy people in the population. Did you know <laughs> that there was a non-contagious type of leprosy? I did not know that. Apparently, you can get dick rot from only people that have the contagious version. <laughs> I don't know. And then we're going to talk about boils, burns, itches. That would be the dick rot thing. Uh, isolation for the black-haired people. No, that's no. Mm-mm. Okay. Well, then there's a, something about Michael Phelps' hair. Um, <laughs> what did you write? <laughs> my, yeah, Michael Phelps' hair. It was, uh, and then there's spots and baldness. We'll be primarily talking about Dark Matter 2525 there. <laughs> Um, we got a bunch of rules for the sick. Uh, if you have moldy garments, you need to burn those down. If you have a moldy home, you got to burn that down, but not before you perform blood magic on it to try to cleanse it. Um, I don't know what throwing blood everywhere is going to clean, but, uh, it makes sense to these fucking people. Uh, and then there's discharges, which are not the ones that you're thinking about. I know everybody here is thinking about like squirting and shit, but that's not what it is. Uh, men are generally unclean. Uh, of course the semen is just horrendous. That's why you got to put that stuff in a woman. Uh, and then of course there's the red wave situation with women. Um, and then there's apparently other women discharges. Uh, I don't know what that's about, but we're going to figure it out. And, of course, those that are riding the red wave have to be isolated from the rest of the population because, ooh, that is gross. <laughs> I think I hit all of that pretty well today. I d- that was not great. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's been what worse. What the fuck is Michael Phelps' hair? No well, hair? He, yeah, well, I mean, he's a swimmer, and so he shaves his entire body to be more aerodynamic in the water. Except for his head. Well, yeah, that's because he wears a swim cap, but I mean, everywhere else, it's like a baby boy. All right, heathens, how are y'all doing today? Casey, how you doing? I'm good. Yeah? All right, so today we're going to be starting off with the health regulations, so you want to start us off? Yeah, so um, in the laws of Moses, it's generally... Um, there's, there's a close relationship between cleanliness and godliness. So it's really important that everything remain clean, even though I'm not sure how everything remains clean with fucking blood all over it. But (laughs) in any case, the first thing we're going to talk about, we are starting out in Leviticus chapter 13 and it talks about leprosy. Now to be clear, the way that the Hebrew word for leprosy is used is not to only mean leprosy. Leprosy can mean leprosy, but it can also mean other skin diseases. Uh So, you know, there's not, when you, when it, when it says leprosy, it doesn't necessarily mean leprosy. Okay. Okay. So uh, the diagnosis of leprosy, the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, when anyone has a swelling or rash or bright spot on his skin, that may become an infectious skin disease. 
He must be brought to Aaron the priest or to one of his sons who is a priest. The priest is to examine the sore on the skin. And if the hair in the sore has turned white and the sore appears to be more than skin deep, it is an infectious disease. When the priest examines him, he shall pronounce him ceremonially unclean. If the spot on his skin is white but does not appear to be more than skin deep, the hair in it has not turned white. The priest is to put the infected person in isolation for seven days. On the seventh day, the priest is to examine him, and if he sees that the sore is unchanged and has not spread on the skin, he is to keep him in isolation another seven days. On the seventh day, the priest is to examine him again. If the sore has faded and has not spread in the skin, the priest shall pronounce him clean. It is only a rash. The man must wash his clothes and he will be clean. But if the rash does spread in his skin after he has shown himself to the priest to be pronounced clean, he must appear before the priest again. The priest is to examine him and if the rash has spread in the skin, he shall pronounce him unclean. It is an infectious disease. Oh, awesome. So apparently the priests here are doctors. Yeah, I don't know. I would definitely not go to Father McFeely for mm-hmm. my diagnosis. He'd probably want me to bend over and cough way too much. He'd give you an examination. Yeah, he would. Mm-hmm. I think it's all in your testicles there, John. <laughs> Let me give him another fail. Yeah. Um, the next section is about non-contagious leprosy. I still don't know what the fuck that is. Well, again, leprosy is used for many skin ailments. So any skin disease or skin issue that's not contagious. Oh, okay. They just call it leprosy because the Hebrew word for leprosy doesn't only mean leprosy. That's why I started this off with that. So everybody would be on that. Oh, so leprosy is like saying, oh, he got the crud. The crud is just in general being sick. No, no, that's not what it means. It's specific to skin. Well, yeah, uh, what I mean that it's specific to skin, but I mean, like, we know eczema now. I mean, that would Mm -hmm. be labeled as leprosy then. Yeah, it would have been. You got different other, like, skin Like rosacea. Yeah. I mean, all of that would be considered leprosy to these people, so I don't even know what the fuck. Well, I don't think it, it would not have all been considered leprosy, but the word, the Hebrew word that they used for leprosy was also used for other skin ailments. So, I mean, there's it, no distinguishing between them, but so, it doesn't mean that they thought all skin diseases were leprosy. So, basically, the Hebrew word just means fucked up skin. <laughs> skin yes, skin fucked upness. See, that's how I would process it as a Hebrew. It's like, oh, skin's fucked up. I got it. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so when anyone has an infectious skin disease, he must be brought to the priest. The priest is to examine him if there is a white swelling in the skin that has turned the hair white, and if there is raw flesh in the swelling, it is a chronic skin disease, and the priest shall pronounce him unclean. He is not to be put in isolation because he is already unclean. Okay. I love the isolation bit. Yeah, I don't I don't really understand that part there. But um, if the disease breaks out all over his skin and so far as the priest can see, it covers all the skin of the infected person from head to foot. If the priest is to examine him and if the disease has covered his whole body, he shall pronounce that person clean. Since it has all turned white, he is clean. But whenever raw flesh appears on him, he will be unclean. So you can have like, I guess this is where you can have like eczema, where it like, you know how eczema turns white? So if it's white, you're fine. But if it's raw and red and pink and whatever, then you're not clean. Mm, Well, I mean, that just means you have an open wound. Yes, which makes you unclean. 
So if you have an open wound, you're unclean. What what about yes. what about those that go to battle and they get like a sword in the shoulder or something like that? Do they become unclean as soon as they get pricked? Um, I don't know. I think so. Oh, uh, maybe only if they develop leprosy afterwards. Well, remember because they have to take those people to the separate towns. Yeah, they do. And they keep them not isolated, but the towns are separate for soldiers injured in battle. Oh, okay. Uh, when the priest sees raw flesh, he shall pronounce him unclean. The raw flesh is unclean. He has an infectious disease. Should the raw flesh change and turn white, he must go to the priest. The priest is to examine him. And if the sores have turned white, then the priest shall pronounce the infected person clean. He then will be clean. Why is God so afraid of unclean, uncleanly people? Like, I'm just kind of curious, because if God resides, like, outside of our reality or whatnot, and he's not affected by things that are within our reality, why does it matter to him if people come to his tent with the sniffles? Well, it matters because if somebody comes near the rest of the population with some kind of contagious disease, that person could infect other people. So he doesn't want disease to be spread among his people. I mean, unless, of course, he wants to spread it among the people. Well, no, I mean, like, that's the reasonable explanation. But when you're talking about being unclean, this is more talking about being unclean to God. Like, you have to be a certain kind of way. Yeah, because you you mean for God. Right, for God. Well, I mean, I think that has to do with, like, being pure... Because it is about ceremonially clean, right? Right. Um, and that that goes not just about cleanliness. I mean, you could be clean and have a fucked up nut and not be good for God. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> Interesting way to put it. Well, I mean, it was, you know, the first thing that came to mind. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I still don't I, I don't understand like I understand what the whole cleanliness thing is and why it's important to these people. But it, just like with sin, like I just don't understand that like that like the entire necessity for it. Like I, I get that it I get like the reasonable explanation as to why it's there. But as far as like within the theology and, and the reason why God needs these people to be ceremonial, ceremonially clean. I think even as even as a Jew, I'd be like, I don't fucking understand this. Could somebody please point me in the direction of why we need this shit? Yeah, like, but they're not allowed know. to question. I know they're not allowed to question, but I'm I'm just saying that the, the whole cleanly thing still doesn't make sense to me. Like I understand like what it is and everything, it but it still doesn't make sense. The point, right? Yeah. Well, the point of a lot of this doesn't make sense to me either. So I'm glad I'm not alone. You're not. Okay, you ready to move on to boils? Oh, yay, boils! When someone has a boil and it heals, and the place where the boil was a white uh, is a white swelling or reddish white spot appears, he must present himself to the priest. The priest is to examine it, and if it appears to be more than skin deep and the hair in it has turned white, the priest shall pronounce him unclean. It is an infectious skin disease that has broken out where the boil was. But if when the priest examine it, there examines it, there is no white hair in it, and it is not more than skin deep and has faded, then the priest is to put him in isolation for seven days. If it is spreading on the skin, the priest shall pronounce him unclean. It is infectious. But if the spot is unchanged and has not spread, it is only a scar from the boil, and the priest shall pronounce him clean. Is it bad that I expected something like, thou shalt poppeth <laughs> the boil? But you're not supposed to do that. Oh. Like you're talking about by modern standards? Yeah. 
Okay, well, this is biblical standards. Thou shalt poppeth the boil <laughs> and make sure that the priest can watch as you poppeth it because they're, they're creeps like that. They are weird. Okay, diagnosis of burns. We're still in Leviticus chapter 13, y'all. Um, when someone has a burn on his skin and the reddish, white, or white spot appears in the raw flesh of the burn, the priest is to examine the spot. And if the hair has turned white and it appears to be more than skin deep, it is an infectious disease that has broken out in the burn. The priest shall pronounce him unclean. It is an infectious skin disease. But if the priest examines it and there is no white hair in the spot, if it is not more than skin deep and has faded, the priest is to put him in isolation for seven days. On the seventh day, he has to examine it. If it's spreading, he's unclean. Um, if, however, the spot is unchanged, has not spread and has faded, it is a swelling from the burn and the priest shall pronounce him clean. It is only a scar. You, you know, you would think that God would have been able to dictate this shit without having to repeat himself so much. Yeah, I feel like he could have just said for this, this right here applies to all these fucking things. Right. Yeah. Um, diagnosis of itch. This is dick itch now, okay? It's no. not dick itch. Not necessarily. If a man or a woman has a sore on the head or on the chin, the priest... <laughs> This ain't dick itch. No. Well, now, if they have a sore on the head, <laughs> don't not, fuck it. Not that one. Not the dickhead. I know. <laughs> God. Okay. If it appears to be more than skin deep and the hair in it is yellow and thin. Ew. What the fuck? I have no idea. The priest shall pronounce that person unclean. I would, too. <laughs> <laughs> you got something fucked up about you. Okay, buddy. If your fucking hair is turning yellow out of a... Out of an itchy place. <laughs> That's definitely something genetic. <laughs> the priest shall pronounce that person unclean. It is an itch, an infectious disease of the head or chin. But if when the priest examines this kind of sore, it does not seem to be more than skin deep and there is no black hair in it, then the priest is to put the infected person in isolation for seven days. On the seventh day, the priest is to examine the sore. If the itch has not spread and there is no yellow hair in it and it does not appear to be more than skin deep, he must be shaved except for the diseased area. And the priest is to keep him in isolation another seven days. On the seventh day, the priest is to examine the itch. If it has not spread in the skin and appears to be no more than skin deep, the, pr the priest shall pronounce him clean. He must wash his clothes and he will be clean. But if the itch does spread in the skin after he is pronounced clean, the priest is to examine him. And if the itch has spread on the skin, the priest does not need to look for yellow hair. That person is unclean. If, however, in his judgment, it is unchanged and black hair has grown in it, the itch is healed. He is clean and the priest shall pronounce him clean. Mm -hmm. See, that's the Michael Phelps hair I was talking about. They, they shave him like a one-year-old boy. You don't shave one-year-old boys. No, but you sh you can shave a man down to look like, you know, yeah. no hair. I got you. <laughs> Diagnosis of spots. You ready for this one? You're old as fuck. When a man or a woman has white spots on the skin, the priest is to examine them. If the spots are dull white, it is a harmless rash that has broken out on the skin. That person is clean. Okay. Uh, baldness. When a man has lost his hair and is bald, he is clean. If he has not lost his hair from the front of his scalp and has a bald forehead, he is clean. But if he has a reddish white sore on his bald head or forehead, it is an infectious disease breaking out on his head or forehead. The priest is to examine him. If the swollen sore on his head or forehead is reddish white like an infectious skin disease, the man is diseased and unclean. The priest shall pronounce him unclean because of the sore on his head. So it's okay to be bald, but what about the little Jew curls they're supposed to have? 
Well, I mean, if you lose your hair, you can't do much about it. What, are you going to fucking glue them to the side of your head? I figured a staple would do it. They probably didn't have staples back then. No, but they had nails. They could have... That would kill people. You're trying to assume they didn't immediately try that. I mean, there's no archaeological evidence that says that they did. (laughs) Good point. Yeah. Uh, Okay. Rules for the sick. The person with such an infectious disease must wear torn clothes. Let his hair be unkempt, which means uncover your head, right? Mm -hmm. Cover the lower part of his face and cry out, unclean, unclean. As long as he has the infection, he remains unclean. He must live alone and outside the camp. Okay. And you, apparently you have to scream unclean at him for whatever reason, <laughs> because that's going to help. Isn't that, isn't that just really funny? Like, can you just imagine somebody out like, unclean, unclean? It reminds me of like Puritan time, you know, in the United States. Yeah. Well, in not the United States, but in America. During the Puritan times when they would um, yell out like, witch, witch, you know? Yeah. Okay. Next up. Mold in garments. Okay. If any clothing is contaminated with mildew, any woolen or linen clothing, any woven or knitted material of linen or wool, any leather or anything made of leather, and if the contamination in the clothing or leather or woven or knitted material or any leather article is greenish or reddish, Jesus, (laughs) and it it is spreading mildew and must be shown to the priest, like wash your shit. Like, uh, wash your clothes. I, yeah, I don't know why they can't just wash their shit. They got to show it to the priest. <laughs> <laughs> the priest is to examine the mildew and isolate the affected article for seven days. <laughs> <laughs> On the seventh day, he is to examine it. And if the mildew has spread in the clothing or the woven or knitted material or the leather, whatever its use, it is a destructive mildew. The article is unclean. He must burn up the clothing or woven or knitted material of wool or linen or any leather article that has the contamination in it because mildew is destructive and the article must be burned up. <laughs> um, I, I mean, I get the whole burning thing, but don't you think God would smell that burning and be like, oh, fuck, what is that? God damn it. I need to kill more of the Israelites now. <laughs> he, they have offended my nostrils. Yeah, it doesn't smell like meat. but if the priest examines it and the mildew has not spread in the clothing or the woven or knitted material or the letter leather article he shall order the contaminated article be washed then he is to isolate it for another seven days after the affected article has been washed the priest is to examine it and if the mildew has not changed its appearance even though it has not spread it is unclean burn it with fire whether the mildew has affected one side or the other if when the priest examines it the mildew has faded after the article has been washed he is to tear the contaminated part out of the clothing or leather or the woven or knitted material but if it reappears in the clothing or the woven or knitted material or in the leather article it is spreading and whatever has mildew must be burned with fire the clothing or woven or knitted material or any leather article god i'm so sick of saying that If it has been washed and is rid of the mildew, it must be washed again and it will be clean. These are the regulations concerning contamination by mildew in woolen or linen clothing, 
woven or knitted material or any leather article for pronouncing them clean or unclean. Can you just imagine a whole bunch of Jews in the front yard and they're like, oh, what are you doing? Oh, you know, we just had some moldy ass like shoes and skirts and stuff. So we're having to burn the fuck out of them. <laughs> it's like you could, you could. Do you guys not have a washer or something? Well, we couldn't actually do that because it started spreading. So instead of like cleaning our shit, we just decided, why not burn it? Well, you have to take it to the priest and they have to isolate it like that's going to do any fucking good. Yeah. What do you think their isolation for clothes looks like? I mean, it's definitely not like an actual isolation like chamber or something. Well, I don't know. You couldn't like put it with other clothing that might have other ailments. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Or like what if somebody gets a stain on their clothes and they're like, this will not go away. Well, I mean, what if it's a rainy week and like you just leave them outside, like whether it's on a pedestal or whatnot? I mean, the rain's not going to help like with the mildew. I mean, it'll help. Surely they don't put it outside. They probably have cabinets or drawers or something. Yeah. But, but I mean, they can't put it like within the tent because it's unclean, right? Yeah. And God will get offended by that. Yeah. I'm not sure. But he's not offended when you burn the clothes or people. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Leviticus chapter 14 mold in the house. Oh, this is where we burn the house down. Uh, um, Well, not yet. We're just going to talk about mold in the house. Okay. Okay. The Lord has said to Moses and Aaron, when you enter the land of Canaan, which I am giving you as your possession, and and I put a spreading mildew in a house in that land, the owner of the house. So God is putting the mildew in the house on purpose. Um, the owner of the house must go and tell the priest, I have seen something that looks like mildew in my house. The priest is to order the house be emptied before he goes in to examine the mildew so that nothing in the house will be pronounced unclean. After this, the priest is to go in and inspect the house. He is to examine the mildew on the walls. If it has a greenish or reddish uh, depressions, if it has greenish or reddish depressions that appear to be deeper than the surface of the wall, The priest shall go out of the doorway of the house and close it up for seven days. On the seventh day, the priest shall return to inspect the house. If the mildew has spread on the walls, he is to order the the contaminated stones be torn out and thrown into an unclean place outside the town. He must have all the inside walls of the house scraped and the material that is scraped off dumped into an unclean place outside the town. Then they are to take the other stones and replace these and take new clay and plaster the house. So try to repair it. But yeah. I don't know what good, like, the kicking everybody out of the... First of all, you have to empty your house before the priest comes. Where are you going to put all your shit? Second, you got to be out for seven days. Where's all your shit and where the fuck do you stay? Uh, I don't know. Probably with relatives. I mean, I don't know. The the Jews kind of have everybody living in the same place. So I don't know what kind of relative you're going to go to. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe the priests provide like a sort of like a temporary house assignment. That's possible. It's like, it, but but then they go to leave that house. It's like now there's all this mold in here. What the fuck are you people doing? Yeah. <laughs> Making curry. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, destruction of house. If the mildew reappears in the house after the stones have been torn out and the house scraped and plastered, the priest is to go in and examine it. And if the mildew has spread in the house, it is a destructive mildew. The house is unclean. It must be torn down. It's stones, timbers, and all the plaster and taken out of the town to an unclean place. Anyone who goes into the house while it is closed up will be unclean till evening. 
Anyone who sleeps or eat in the house must wash his clothes. Uh, cleansing of the house. But if the priest comes to examine it and the mildew has not spread after the house has been plastered, he shall pronounce the house clean because the mildew is gone. To purify the house, you ready? Mm-hmm. He is to take two birds and some cedar wood. Oh, God. Scarlet yarn and hyssop. He shall kill one of the birds over fresh water in a clay pot. Then he is to take the cedar wood, the hyssop, the scarlet yarn, and the live bird and dip them into the blood of the dead bird and fresh water and sprinkle the house seven times. He shall purify the house with the bird's blood, the fresh water, the live bird, the cedar wood, the hyssop, and the scarlet yarn. Then he is to release the live bird in the open fields outside the town. In this way, he will make atonement for the house and it will be clean. Um, okay, like, it, does this happen after all the mold, mold is gone? Yeah. Okay, so I, I, I still don't understand why they have to do this whole blood magic thing after the mold is gone. Yeah. I know that it's to make it clean for God so that God's not offended by mold or whatever. Well, it's but an I mean, atonement. Well, uh, but it's not like they, like, it's not like they, they got some mold and threw it at the house and it's like, oh, that's my mistake. I must atone for this. I mean, well, no, I they're know. not, it's not, he, it's not making atonement for the people. It's an atonement for the house. Yes. It's an atonement for the house. I still, but, but I still don't get it. Like you, you've built a new house or you've repaired the house and then you're going to fucking sprinkle blood all over it. Yeah. I mean, is it just like all over every room or is it like you just throw it on the house? Um, it's not all that specific. Sprinkle, sprinkle the house seven times. Seven times? Yeah. Like, I feel like you could just stand outside the house and, and like throw blood on the house. But then it's like you walk past and it's like, oh shit, they got the blood on the house again. Don't look, kids. Just roll them up. Roll them up. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Okay, so... Um, these are the regulations for any infectious skin disease, for an itch, for mildew in clothing or a house, and for swelling, a rash, or a bright spot. To determine when something is clean or unclean, these are the regulation for infectious skin diseases and mildew. So that's the end of the Leviticus portion. Now, in Deuteronomy chapter 24, they also mention um, leprous diseases. So in cases of leprous diseases, be careful to do exactly as the priests who are Levites instruct you. You must follow carefully what I have commanded them. Remember what the Lord your God did to Miriam along the way after you came out of Egypt. So if you don't do it, I'll fuck you up. Yeah. Y'all best do it or else God will definitely shove those fireballs up your ass. <laughs> okay. So are you ready to move on to discharges? Oh, yay. Discharges. Now, is this like the squirting kind of discharge? No. Or what? No? Mm -mm. Oh, okay. Okay. So Leviticus chapter 15 uncleanness of man. Okay. Okay. The Lord said to Moses and Aaron, speak to the Israelites and say to them, when any man has a bodily discharge, the discharge is unclean. Whether it continues flowing from his body or is blocked, it will make him unclean. This is how the discharge will bring about uncleanliness. What does it mean blocked? Like scar scabbed over? I, I guess so. I mean, I don't know. Maybe. Um, or maybe like put a towel over it, like, like wrap bandage. it, like a bandage. I don't know. I don't know. 
Any bed the man with the discharge lies on will be unclean. Anything he sits on will be unclean. Anyone who touches his bed must wash his clothes and bathe with water, and he will be unclean till evening. Whoever sits on anything the man with the discharge sat on must wash his clothes and bathe with water. He will be unclean till evening. Whoever touches the man who has a discharge must wash his clothes and bathe with water. He will be unclean till evening. Bathe with water. Why do you have to specify water? What else are these people bathing with? I don't really know. Uh, If the man with the discharge spits on someone who is clean, (laughs) that person must wash his clothes and bathe with water, and he will be unclean till evening. (laughs) I mean... (laughs) It's like if you piss somebody off who's unclean, they just spit on you and be like, there, fuck you, go take a bath. (laughs) Unclean motherfucker. Shit, now i got to take a bath before my yearly bath. Uh Uh-huh. Um, everything the man sits on when writing will be unclean and whoever touches any of these things that were under him will be unclean until evening. Is this like if his ass is bleeding? Maybe. Under him? I mean, like if your arm was bleeding, are these like anal discharges? They might be. I mean, I don't know. I, I feel like it's any kind of bleeding of the skin. Is what I feel like they're talking about. So like anything, legit anything could be it. Okay. Um, Whoever picks up those things must wash his clothes and bathe with water and he will be unclean till evening. Anyone the man with a discharge touches without rinsing his hands with water must wash his clothes and bathe with water and he will be unclean till evening. A clay pot that the man touches must be broken and any wood article is to be rinsed with water. Okay. The clay pot is to be broken because clay is porous. Oh, okay. That makes sense, I guess. Okay. Emission of semen. Yay! You know, I've been waiting for this one. I appreciate everybody that's joined me to this point so far. So let's go. (laughs) The semen. When a man has an emission of semen, he must bathe his whole body with water and he will be unclean till evening. Any clothing or leather that has semen on it must be washed with water and it will be unclean till evening. When a man lies with a woman and there is an emission of semen, both must bathe with water and they will be unclean till evening. Just sounds like somebody doesn't like semen. Well, like if you have sex, like you have to have a bath after and you're unclean. Oh, okay. You're unclean even after the bath? Until evening. Until evening? Yeah. When that, that's going to suck for any morning sex guys in that camp, don't you think? But I mean, that basically just means you don't have to go to church that day. So like what I would do, <laughs> so what I would do is like fuck on Sunday morning and then oh, I can't no. go to church. <laughs> of course, they go to church on Saturday. So, yeah, it's like, oh, no, I can't go. <laughs> damn, damn it. <laughs> um, a woman's menstrual discharge. That's it. That's all you got for a semen emission. Sorry. Oh, oh OK. Why. When a woman has her regular flow of blood, the impurity of her monthly period will last seven days and anyone who touches her will be unclean till evening. Anything she lies on during her period will be unclean and anything she sits on will be unclean. Whoever touches her bed must wash his clothes and bathe with water and he will be unclean till evening. Whoever touches anything she sits on must wash his clothes and bathe with water and he will be unclean till evening. Whether it is the bed or anything else she was sitting on, when anyone touches it, he will be unclean till evening. If a man lies with her and her monthly flow touches him, he will be unclean for seven days. 
any bed he lies on will be unclean. I, I mean, I don't know what guys are playing around in the red wave, but I mean, yeah, that is kind of gross, I guess. <laughs> That's not what that means. Like if what? he has sex with her when he's, when she's on her period. Oh, I, he's, they said lies if, with it, her. Well, lies with her, but then it's like if the monthly flow touches him, like, I don't know, to me that just says, oh, they're just sitting around playing in the monthly flow, (laughs) (laughs) like with their fingers and shit, like, oh, look at this, honey. (laughs) I don't think that's what that means. I don't think that's what that means. I don't think you need to be like, you know, segregated from the entire community for seven days after, you know, fucking a girl on her period, but you know. Uh, 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 obviously the elders of this community were like, Ew, blood from the pussy. Gross. Well, just blood in general. <laughs> okay. Woman, a woman's other discharge. This really is an other discharge. It's just still blood other times of the month. Fuck. I was really hoping this was the squirting part. No. When a woman has a discharge of blood for many days at a time, other than her monthly period or has a discharge that continues beyond her period, she will be unclean as long as she has the discharge, just as in the days of her period. Any bed she lies on while her discharge continues will be unclean, as is her bed during her monthly period, and anything she sits on will be unclean. Whoever touches them will be unclean. He must wash his clothes and bathe with water, and he will be unclean till evening. Yay. These are the regulations for a man with discharge and for a woman with discharge. For anyone made unclean by an emission of semen or monthly period, they're ceremonially unclean. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, Isolation. This is the last bit. Yay, isolation. Let's isolate these motherfuckers so that they feel (laughs) exactly as much shame as they deserve. Right. Okay. So the Lord said to Moses, command the Israelites to send away from the camp anyone who has infectious skin disease or a discharge of any kind or is who who is ceremonially unclean because of a dead body. Send away male and female alike. Send them outside the camp so they will not defile their camp where I dwell among them. The Israelites did this. They sent them outside the camp just as the Lord had instructed Moses. Um, and then later on, that was, that was from numbers chapter five, what I just read. Sorry. This is from, this is about cleanliness and godliness from Leviticus 15. You must keep the Israelites separate, separate from things that make them unclean so that they will not die in their uncleanness for defiling my dwelling place, which is among them. (laughs) Defiling my dwelling place. Yeah. The tabernacle. Okay. Yeah. They're not allowed to defile the tabernacle. So... That is what we were going over today. Next week, we are going to talk about dietary regulations. Yay! That's what to eat and what you can't, what you can and cannot eat. And I can't wait for God to be that pedantic. Yeah, it's going to go through clean and unclean creatures. Okay, so uncleanliness um, basically prohibits eating. Oh. Um, also, clean and unclean animals, fish, birds, insects, ground creatures. Um, contact with unclean things and contact with ground creatures. Um, we're going to talk about dead animals, which are probably similar to, um, you know, dead, dead people. It probably makes you unclean to touch them and you're certainly not allowed to eat them. Um, killed animals that are unclean. Um, Mm -hmm. and then we're going to talk about blood and fat and meat and milk. Okay. There. It's interesting because they list several um, they list several verses. Let's see. One, two, okay, three. Three different 
uh, chapters, books, chapters, and verses. Well, two are in one book, but about boiling a goat, a young goat in its mother's milk. It's mentioned three times huh. in two different books. Yeah. Yeah. So that's going to be what we're going to do next week. Okay. That sounds real interesting. We're going to be talking about fat and blood. And boiling goats in and, their mother's milk. Yeah, boiling goats. Remember, if you guys are boiling goats in their mother's milk, you're going to hell. Yeah. <laughs> Does anybody boil anything in milk? I don't know. I Well, I mean, weren't we supposed to use milk or something with, like, uh, mushroom soup? Yeah, but you're not boiling mushrooms in milk. You actually add the cream at the very, very end because you're not supposed to boil dairy because it curds. Oh, okay. Yeah. Curdles. I, I don't, curdles. I don't know why they would be boiling lambs in their own mother's milk, but apparently they're pretty sadistic bucks Go- out there. Goats. Or goats, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot. You got to sacrifice the lamb by draining all of their blood and then burning all of the fat and everything so God can smell it. That's fine. You just make lamb chops or chief itch off and you'll oh, be good. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, heathens, I hope you'll join us next time when we talk about diets and shit. And uh, I guess we'll see you heathens later. Don't forget to stand up and use your voice. Bye, heathens. Bye, y'all.